Welcome to your best bets, NFL Week 14. It feels weird to say that we've already entered the last few weeks of the season. Uh, of course, we got the extra week this year, 18-week regular season. It feels like a lot, but there's only five weeks left, five five games for a lot of these teams. Uh, I think it's the last week where we have teams on by. A lot of impactful games this week to the playoff race on, in the AFC and the NFC uh, so traditionally we talk about five games. We couldn't cut one out. So we're going with a six pack of games tonight to talk about and preview. Join me uh, for the first time in a few weeks. Scott Barnett is here. He's back. Scott, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going, my friend? You know, it's going okay. I've, I've been battling some sort of cold the last couple of weeks uh, or not, not, I'm sorry, not a couple of weeks, a couple of days. So yeah, my, uh-huh. my, my, my brain is already, um, you know, malfunctioning here early in the podcast, but uh, last couple of days just came down with something. So this is like, this is like the Jordan flu game for me. Um, I'll, I'll be fighting through it, the, the podcast. So you might have to carry us at some point. <laughs> really? So you got the 101 degree fever and uh, you're going to dump in a bunch of points, huh? Well, if, if you watch the last dance uh, in, in 2020, that which came out during COVID when COVID hit, uh, you know, there's kind of rumors that, that that wasn't necessarily a flu. That might have been a hangover for Jordan. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have been. Could have been. He could have been out gambling the night before. Oh, I, I, I'm sure that there is a reasonable chance of that. Uh, so I, I can assure I do not have a hangover, but I do have a cold, so I will be fighting through it, and hopefully I don't hack too much into the microphone tonight. Um, Scott, week 13 saw, um, you know, some some interesting games. I think. You know, for me, betting wise, I had a couple different parlays that were I had a money line parlay that was riding on the Buffalo Bills to win. I had a five five leg parlay that was riding on the Buffalo Bills to cover two and a half and both got dashed by the New England Patriots, who um, I think became the story of last week with uh, they're now the top seed in the AFC. That is crazy to say. No one would have thought that start of the season. No, no. And who would have, I would have bet your house and mine that you, we wouldn't see an NFL game where one team that wins passes three times. Three, yep. And I'm not sure that that first pass was, was Bilicek uh, approved. I think that was, <laughs> I think there was only two passes that, that were really Bilicek approved uh, and yet they still won. And, wow. I kind of remind you of, the old Nebraska football, you know, where they said, yeah. hey, we're going to run the ball up the A gap, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And then they went ahead and did it. It, it was, yeah. Whoa, wow. I knew, I knew when I saw on Twitter at four o'clock, five o'clock, what the wind was doing, I knew I was in trouble. I just knew it because the Bills cannot run the ball, they're just not effective. They're a passing team. And I really don't know what they were doing. I would have just run Josh Allen 20 times in that game because he's your most effective runner. He's a big guy. He can take the hits. And uh, trying to throw the ball in that win just didn't seem like a, the best game plan. And uh, that that game made me uh, just, just kind of sad. But uh, Belichick seems to be 
leader of the coach of the year race this year, which, you know, again, just, it's been an unbelievable last few weeks for them. Uh, any other takeaways from uh, week 13 for you? That was a great game. What I, what I take away each week from the NFL is just the incredible parody in the NFL. I, I, yep. It's, it's like no other sport. It, it really is. It, it's what makes it exciting. Um, from week to week, any team can can win. Any team can come up. Uh, you know, much the chagrin of uh, Johnny, uh, with the possible uh, exception of, of Detroit. But uh, even they, you know, threw up a win there a week or two ago. Uh, yeah. But uh, I watch the games and and religiously every week and and every week I'm amazed by by an outcome or two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really understand what the Vikings were doing at the end of that game, uh, not blitzing Jared Goff and then the very last play, just sort of giving them the goal line. And, uh, yeah, that I, I, I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I did not see that one coming. Um, you're right, though, that we talked about this last week on the pod, that it's, the NFL is just it's, – it's just – it's so unpredictable to bet, um, period. And if you can make it a profitable week, any week in betting, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're doing pretty well because a lot of these games are coin flip games, or if you're trying to bet against the spread, uh, good luck. Right. Um, but yeah, um, this week, Scott, um, we alluded to it at the top here, six games that I think are really, uh, really impactful games. We've got some teams that are trying to stay in the race I look at a team like the Dolphins, who, who we're not going to talk about tonight, and I think they're on a bye, actually. Um, weren't they just one and seven not that long ago, or two and seven, and now they're six and seven? They're in the wild card race. Uh, the Washington football team, who had high hopes, who we will talk about in, in a second, high hopes to start the season off to a terrible start. Now they're on a run, they're in position back in the East, or at least for a wild card spot. So we're, we're just seeing a lot of ebbs and flows. And with that seventh team from each conference making the playoffs, it really feels like, and, and with the extra game, there's a lot of time to make up ground to, to get into the wild card position, even if you got off to a really, really poor start. And we've, we're seeing that with a couple teams uh, oh, yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, first game we're going to talk about, uh, is is pretty interesting because these teams just played on a Sunday night game, I think two weeks ago. Um, and, and it wasn't a very pretty game at all. Uh, there was a lot of turnovers, a lot of just bizarre things happening. It's, it's the Ravens at the Browns. Uh, the Browns are favored by three in this game over under at 43 points. And uh, right now, as, as I'm pulling this game up, the, uh, Looking at the bets, how they've come in so far, um, that's where I just had it. Uh, looks like 50% of the bets are on each side of, of, of this game. 50, 50% of the Ravens, 50% of the Browns, but 77% of the money is on the Cleveland Browns. So that is a huge pro side of, of the game. All the pros seem to be putting in the big money on the Browns. Um, Scott, where do you, where do you, what, what's your take on this game, uh, divisional game? Um, Browns giving three points. Well, you're talking about a couple of teams, just like you were just talking about that, that, that are, that are trying to buy and, and make their, their spot, right? The Browns, what are six and six, I believe. So they, they, they need this win desperately. They had, uh, they had a string of a lot of tough games. 
I think they've underachieved a lot, but in their defense, they've had a lot of injuries too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I believe that they had addition by subtraction, by subtraction, getting rid of OBJ. Um, although he did pretty well this last week. Uh, uh, yeah. But that being said, I think you're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb. I think you're going to see a lot of Kareem Hunt. I think that they'll pass when they need to and just run it straight down the throat and dominate the time. Their defense is just good enough. If I if I was gonna, I'd be with the seventy five percent of the money on the Browns in this in this game. Um, I know I hate giving points, but they're at yeah, home, yeah. Um, and I, I believe that they've got the winning formula with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I agree with you. I I, I think so. Baker's been banged up for a few weeks with the shoulder. Right. Um, they had a bye week last week. I, from what I've been reading, that he's been looking better in practice this week, moving around a little bit better. Um, this is a team that still wants to run the ball, like you said, with Chubb and Hunt. Uh, use, and, and it's not just Baker. They've been one of the most injured teams in the league. Um, I think they're getting healthy. And and to be honest, and I said this last week when I, I took the Steelers over the Ravens, I just haven't been that impressed with Baltimore. This isn't, this isn't the Baltimore two years ago offensively where – they can just run it at will because they don't really have any running backs um, with Dobbins getting hurt in preseason. Um, they, they just don't have the running backs to run it down your throat. And, and teams have been scheming correctly against Lamar's running ability and, and making him throw. And he just hasn't been throwing effectively. So I think this is a, this is a Ravens team that's trying to find their footing offensively. They've been able to manage winning, but it hasn't been pretty. I think this is a desperate spot for the Browns. I'll, I like the more desperate team and the home team here. Um, and if you were going to pick a side on the total, I think uh, under 43 would have to be the right side based off of just the, the lack of offense of both of these teams. And the under has hit in seven of the last 10 head to head in this game. Um, so we both like the Browns here giving the three uh, that's currently plus 100s on DraftKings. Mm. By the way, last week, Scott, I went three and two in my five picks for the podcast. I hit my first three. I was feeling on top of the world. I hit, I hit the chargers um, hit, uh, later on, I hit the Steelers. I forget the third game, but then I, I lost the last couple. Um, but at least we came ahead one ahead, uh, one over 500, at least, um, Cowboys are going to visit the Washington football team this week in a game that is, it's pretty critical to the division, um, with, uh, Washington really making a comeback. They've, they've won four in a row behind the chaotic play of Taylor Heineke, the running of Antonio Gibson, the Cowboys. Meanwhile, they're, they've been scuffling a little bit lately. Um, they last won at new Orleans on Thursday night, last Thursday. Um, they are favored by four and a half points on the road over under at 48 here. Um, Dallas, we know at the start of the season, they were, they were a cover machine and once Dak got hurt, then he came back. They've just been just been off offensively, and I'm not sure what it is exactly. Uh, Zeke isn't the same. Tony Pollard's been great, but they seem to, for whatever reason, not want to play him over Zeke. It's kind of an interesting deal. Uh, in Washington, meanwhile, you got 
Antonio Gibson, who's just a workhorse, he's not necessarily explosive, but he's going to get his 20, 25 carries a game. They're going to manage the clock, and Heineke just makes enough plays for them to win. Uh, Scott, who do you like in this one with Washington getting four and a half at home? Well, I'll tell you, you're right. I think the big thing that, that Dallas has had troubles with is Zeke. Uh, Zeke doesn't look right at all. Uh, I've read some articles this week where he said he's just going to work through the the injury and uh, that that's the way to go in his mind. But he just – he's still got some power. Uh, he can still push people one or two yards past where he gets stopped. Uh, but he's just not the same at all. He, and, and everything runs through, um, runs through Zeke. I agree. I would, I would start playing Pollard a lot more. Um, now, uh, in full disclosure, I've got Pollard on my fantasy team, so I, 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 I'm rooting for that anyway. But, um, but he's as explosive as there is of a back. Uh, he maybe is not going to get you – the six or seven yards every time like Zeke in his healthy will, uh, but he is able to bust out a hundred yard uh, gainer at any point. Um, man, CD lamb. Wow. I mean, they, did you see, did you watch the, 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 the Dallas game last week and see some of the catches that, that Dallas's wide receivers made on Thursday? I, New Orleans oh, yeah. came to play, New Orleans came to play, but uh, uh the receivers that, that Dallas has uh, are incredible. I I know what Washington's been doing, and I think it's very valiant, uh, but I just don't see how they can match up. And the Dallas defense is very opportunistic. Uh, they're on paper. They don't overwhelm you, but week in and week out, they, they get the ball. The week in and week out, they, they sneak in two or three interceptions. They, they get a fumble recovery here, always at a critical time, uh, and, and they make themselves known. Um, I just think – I think that Dallas has got way too much for Washington. It's the end of the four-game streak, and that we're talking about a 10-point win by Dallas. Wow. All in on the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Which is very odd for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I know your, uh, I guess, lack of affinity toward the Cowboys in general. Yeah, right. Um, it's Listen, it's no secret. My, my formula in these type of games, Scott, I talked about it last week when the Ravens were visiting the Steelers. Um, I love, I love home underdogs and divisions getting more uh, divisional games, getting more than a field goal. So I love the four and a half here. Um, I love it. I, I just think something's just a little off with the Cowboys offensively. They're, they're kind of regressing a little bit defensively as well. I, I like this Washington team. They're scrappy. I like Taylor Heineke. I, I argued last week. He's one of the five most fun quarterbacks to watch. Uh, just because he's chaotic, he does some crazy stuff out there. He's like a poor man's Brett Favre. And um, I just, I, I like, I like their balance with the running game with Gibson um, and, and McKissick. I like him. Um, mm-hmm. Of course they lost Logan Thomas uh, recently, but um, I still, I, I don't know. I trust, I trust Ron Rivera also more than I trust uh, Mike McCarthy in this game. It's a regular, it's a, it's a head coaching advantage. I feel like, so give me the team getting four and a half at home. I'll gladly take Washington. 
And I think I will be putting them in a couple of my underdog money line parlays that I, that I put out. So Washington plus 170, I'll be looking to put them with someone else we'll talk about later. Nice. 49ers. At the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a tough one to read for me. Um, I mean, you talk about a game where there are two teams that feel really Jekyll and Hyde. And I don't know if you agree with me or not, but one week it feels like the Bengals are ready to win the AFC North, take a huge step. And then the next week they get blown out uh, like they did last week against the Chargers. Um, The 49ers, meanwhile, it seems like they had all this positive momentum and then they lose to just a really bad Seattle team last week. Um, But this this game opened at Niners uh, minus three and a half. It's currently at... Sorry, the flu flu took over. Minus the Niners minus two at Cincinnati over under at forty nine. Um, I think for me, I, I don't really know the full status of Joe Burrow. I, I know he had a couple, um, they, potentially a broken finger or two in that game against the Chargers. Um, so I'm not really sure his status, and maybe you know more than I do. Um, the Forty ers meanwhile, um, I don't. I don't know if they're expecting uh, Debo Samuel to be back. He's been the X factor for that offense and, the, and, and their, their run recently. Um, so if he's out, that also is, is a meaningful injury to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a hard time reading this game, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to what you have to say first. Wow. Yeah. First off, injury-wise, I think both of the players are going to – at least what I what I saw today, both of those guys are, are going to play, are going to suit up. So I, I think we're okay there. Cincinnati really played three separate games on Sunday, right? I, I they, they get blown out. Then they come back and score 22 consecutive points, and then they get blown out again. Right, so – yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to I want to get on board with Burrow. I, I, I mean, I really do. I want to get behind him. I, I want to because he shows flashes. I just I just can't. Consistency is everything. You know what I mean? It's it's. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's everything. And, and I can't get I can't get consistency from him. So if I can't get consistency from him, I can't bet on him. And, and, and so in that case, I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. I, they're more proven commodity. I believe if you're talking about coach, I believe in their coach greatly. Uh, I believe in their defensive scheme greatly. Uh, I think that they're going to do just enough. This is not going to be a high scoring game. I would certainly, uh, take the under as far as points for the game. Uh, but I believe that San Francisco is going to come out on top on, on this one. I, I, if Burrow shows up, I could be completely wrong, but I, I can't, I can't trust him. Yeah. The, the, the line of this game is, is really interesting. I, I wonder if Burrow was healthy, what the line would be. I wonder if it would be more of a pick, uh, you know, pick them. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with the Niners favored by two, I think I think they they must be thinking that Burrow's hand's going to be just a, a, a bothersome injury. I don't know if he'll be wearing a glove or 
you know, what, what it is, but it's something, you know, and, and maybe this is a game they can rely on Joe Mixon a little bit more, who's been awesome this year. And, um, very good. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, Jamar Chase, he, he's kind of cooled off a little bit, but you know, they, there's, they still got some other guys. T Higgins has been playing well, um, for that offense protecting burrow to me is always has been a question the whole season. Um, the 49ers can get after the passer. It's the defense that has been improving even with the loss last week. Um, I, I think I'm with you. I'm on the same side here. I, you know, the, the Kyle Shanahan thing is really interesting. I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago on the podcast that everyone just seems to think he's like a top five, six, seven coach in the league. And the record doesn't really show it. It's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting deal. Um, and, and maybe, maybe he's hitched his wagon to Jimmy G and, and, and maybe that's the problem. And Jimmy G is not the guy. I, I don't really know. There's some weeks I, I watch Jimmy and I'm like, this guy's good. And then other weeks where he's throwing picks and he, he, he can't hit an open guy. So like you, you mentioned inconsistency with the Bengals, inconsistency with Garoppolo, two inconsistent teams. So good luck betting it. But I think I would be on the side of the Niners here as well. Um, so I'm with you. Uh, the Raiders are going to the Kansas City Chiefs in another game where the Chiefs are laying a big number. Um, we talked about this last week on the pod, and, and all of us were on the Broncos to cover that game. And, of mm. course, it, it didn't happen, even though the Broncos really outplayed them but just turned the ball over. Um, Chiefs are favored by 9.5 uh, at home here, over under at 48.5. Um, I still think the Chiefs offense is just not right. Um, I think they only gained, I think, less than 250 yards last week against the Broncos. They can't run the ball still. They can't seem to get the ball down the field like they have in recent years. And I don't know if that's a scheme thing or people have watched enough tape where they figured them out or, or, or Mahomes just maybe isn't taking what's underneath. I'm not quite sure, but they just don't look right. Um, the Raiders, meanwhile, I talked about it last week. They've been doing this thing most the last few years where they start off hot and then they just tend to fade this time of year. Um, and, and they're, they're kind of headed that route. Now they're playing themselves a little bit out of the playoff race, but nine and a half is a big number, Scott. Um, uh, can Carr and that offense do enough to cover the number? I believe that they can. This game is going to come down to running on both sides, I believe, right? You've got two prolific passers that want to go out there and pass. They want to pass way down the field. They want they want to sling it all over the field and stuff like that. Uh, but really, I'm, I'm kind of old school. Everything runs through the run, if, if you know what I mean. Um, so I think that both teams, if they can get the run game going – it's going to open up everything else. You're right. I think Kansas City, I think Mahomes doesn't want to do what teams are forcing him to do. He doesn't want to dink and dunk down the field. There are some quarterbacks that are more than happy to just, you know, throw the ball seven yards down, maybe get a three or four, five, ten yards on yak afterwards and just slowly methodically move down the field. Mahomes isn't that guy. He doesn't, he doesn't like it. He doesn't want to do it. It goes against his nature. Uh, and, and unfortunately that's what teams are forcing him to do. Now, really the last three or four weeks, Kansas city's defense is what's won them the games. Their defense has been on fire lately. Uh, and 
I think <laughs> against a team like uh, Las Vegas, they're they're probably anxious. They're they're what they want to tee up on them because because they they are prone to mistakes. Let's put it that way. But if they put the ball on the ground, I I think that Vegas covers the nine. I I I just that's a big number. It's a big number in the NFL. You you know, and I I'm going to put some money personally on 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 Vegas. Uh, on this on this game, this is okay. this is one of my highlight games where I really think I can make some hay this week because I don't think Kansas City is right and they're they're living on their defense. They they can't live on it forever. They got gouged by Denver's running game last week. It was the passing game that they let up that they really clamped down on, but they got gouged by the running game and they don't have near the running game that. Las Vegas does. So I, I, I think Las Vegas is absolutely going to cover. I, I, I think I'm going to make some hay on this game. Sounds like you're very confident in the, in the Raiders. I, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm confident in a nine point Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, and that's, that's what we're here to discuss. Uh, I feel like I've been on the wrong side of every Chiefs game this year where I thought they were going to they were going to cover a number and then not only did they not cover they lost and then vice versa last week where I liked the Broncos I liked the running game I liked Bridgewater and then the Broncos sort of shit the bed offensively and then they just couldn't score enough so here's a team that we know usually can put up enough points in the Raiders um However, you know, we know Kansas City, the first game at Las Vegas, they put up 41, which I believe was their highest scoring game of the season. Uh, the nine and a half is a lot. I think I'm just I think I'm going to go the opposite way of you, Scott. And I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to put it on the Chiefs with the incentive of them playing for a one seed. Once again, it didn't seem it didn't seem possible four or five weeks ago. But here they are in position to go after the one seed. It's it's really meaningful to get that one seed now with, with the two seed not getting a buy and playing the seven seed in that opening week. So the one seed means something more than it used to, I feel like. So I think they have motivation. Um, you mentioned the chiefs have been playing much better defensively. Um, Chris Jones has been just after the passer the last few weeks, um, mm-hmm. really providing a hell of a pass rush. So I'm, I'm just going to sort this is sort of just, this is against type. I normally would take the big, the big underdog, but I'm just going to lay it on the chiefs and um, hope they get right this weekend against the Raiders. Um, so we're going to, we're going to go head to head on that one. So these last two games, Scott are just great on paper. They really are. Um, this, yeah. this probably was the most popular Super Bowl preview in the preseason um, Buffalo bills at the Tampa Bay bucks. 425 on Sunday. It's going to be one of those perfect late afternoon Sundays after you've kind of went through the slog of the early games. And this is, this is the game to watch. The bucks are favored by three and a half. Currently that's number numbers fluctuated between three and three and a half all week. I, I think it has a chance to get to four because a lot of the, the pro money is coming in on the bucks. 63% of the bets and 63% of the money is on the bucks here at three and a half over under at 53 and a half. Um, this to me, Scott, the, this is a bucks team that is just 
they just played differently at home than they have on the road this year. Um, and I say that, and they've won their last two road games with that great win at Indy a couple of weeks ago, and then um, really just taking care of the Falcons on the road last week. But they've just been they've been a much better team at home versus road. Um, Brady, where this stat, I'll have to find it, but I think I think I saw he was thirty two and three straight up in his career against the Bills. Um, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the injury to Tredavious White, uh, top Bills cornerback a couple weeks ago, obviously we didn't see it last week come into play against the Patriots, but we know it's going to come into play against the Bucks wide receivers, uh, against Evans and Godwin. Um, I, I, it's, it's going to be hard for me not to take the Bucks here, um, lay the three and a half. Um, the Bills cannot run the ball. Uh, they just seem to be a little off. And um, I, I mentioned it last week with Johnny and Brandon that I, it seemed like they had more designed runs last year for Allen. And I thought that opened up their offense a little bit more. Or, and he was scrambling more, less running from Allen this year. No consistent running game there. And outside of Diggs, I don't know if you really love anyone he's throwing the ball to. Um, I don't know. What's your take here? Well, like you, I, I was disappointed money-wise in, in Buffalo uh, last week. So I, I, uh, I didn't have a five-leg parlay on them, but um, <laughs> I did have some money on them. I, I still, maybe it's some old angst of mine, but I still, I look at New England on paper and I think, how, 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 how are they doing what they're doing? Uh, and it's just the brilliance of Belichick, really. Right. Um, um, with that being said, man, they, they've got the team that can do, that can hang with anybody. I mean, they they just really do. Josh Allen is as good as anybody out there uh, as far as that goes. Here's the problem with, for them in I don't believe they can match up point for point with Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay has more weapons. Tom Brady is as smart and brilliant as, as he ever was. And, and he's proven beyond any shadow of a doubt that he's the goat. He's the greatest of all time as, as, as a passer. And you know me, I'm a Peyton Manning guy. Uh, You know, I'll cry when, when he passes away, Uh, but I, I, Brady's just it. And here's the factor that they cannot, they cannot take care of Gronkowski. Nobody can, nobody can solve that. Would Gronkowski get another two touchdowns and 90 yards or something like that? This, this last week, he, when he's healthy and he was off for that five or six week period of time there with the broken ribs and the, and the punctured lung and all of that kind of stuff that he comes back from when he's healthy, He's just practically unstoppable. He, he, you can't, it's the whole thing. You can't match up a safety with him because they, they're not big and strong enough. And you can't match a linebacker up with him because they're not, they're not fast enough to stay with him down the field. It's just, it's just, I think Gronkowski is the factor that changes the game. I take Tampa Bay in, in this, in this game on, on the, the broad shoulders of Mr. Gronkowski. 
That's a good point about Gronk. I think he's been kind of a forgotten guy, but then when you see what he can provide in the red zone, like he did last week, and this is a team without Antonio Brown, who's kind of back to doing some crazy, crazy stuff that we're normally right. <laughs> that we're, right. we're used to him doing. But man, once he comes back at the end of the season, I mean, this team is unguardable offensively, and Fournette has been awesome. Yep. Um, the offensive line is really good. They're just I mean, they're terrifying uh, for a defensive coordinator, I would think. And I just I just think right now you have – I think this is just the right side of this game. I know the three-and-a-half might scare some people. You like, you'd like it to be three. But I think with a lot of these games now, I, I'm not necessarily worried about the three-and-a-half anymore. A lot of these games end up four, five, six. A lot, of, a lot more teams are going for two. Um, extra points are being missed. So it's not your traditional where you know, these games end up end with three-point uh, – differentials like they used to. So I'm with you. I think you got to hammer the bucks here. I think they're, they're going to make a run here at the end of the season. They're going to, uh, you know, potentially have a chance at the one seed. Again, I think that's a driving force for a few of these teams down the stretch. So, right. Go with the bucks minus three and a half Monday night. Mm. Uh, the, the LA Rams, uh, a team that has been, I would say, fair to say disappointing the last few weeks they had maybe maybe a get right game uh last week against the jaguars which if if you're struggling uh, jaguars are the team you want to see that's going to help you uh, gain some confidence for sure yeah uh, going on the road against the arizona cardinals who just keep winning just keep flying under the radar um kyler came back last week they took care of my bears uh, no surprise uh, this game is uh, going off with the Cardinals favored by two. Um, I think it started the week. It's uh, at the start of the week. It started at three. And so now it's been lowered to two. So money is coming in on the Rams here. This is a total pros versus Joe's game. As far as the betting market's concerned, 65% of the bets on the cards, but 57% of the money is on the Rams. So the big bets are coming on the Rams. That's lowered that, that number down. Uh, first, first game that these guys played, I think in week four or five, the Cardinals hammered the Rams. It wasn't close. Besides that, traditionally the Rams have owned the Cardinals in recent years. Um, this one's going to be a good one. Very meaningful, probably more meaningful for the, for the Rams and the Cardinals. What's your take? Mm. This is going to be a high scoring game. I don't think either either team and, and they've got they both got some decent decent fences. So don't get me wrong, but I don't think either team can stop the other's offense. Um, Stafford, when he he looks as good as I've ever seen him, uh, he he's just he's flinging the ball around. He looks like um, uh, I don't know. He, he looks like a Favre esque sort of yeah. sort of guy out there. Uh, really confident, really doing some good things out there. Um, yeah, Murray is is almost unstoppable with with his two pronged, you know, passing and running ability. Uh, man, is this going to be a great game? It's going to be a high scoring game. I believe I'm with I'm with the pros. I think. <laughs> I got no legitimate reason other than just my gut. I believe that the Chargers are going to win this game. I think 
Um, the Rams. Or I mean the Rams. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I think the Rams are going to win this game. Um, yeah. I, I just think I think it's going to be a shootout. And I think in the last two minutes of the game, Stafford's going to throw a touchdown in the quarter of the uh, in the corner of the end zone, and it's going to be a six point win. And that's all she wrote. Stafford. I had I saw this earlier and I can't remember the number, but his his record and of course we know he was stuck with the Lions all those years, but his record against winning teams is really really poor and that that doesn't bode well uh, in, in a game like this. However, I'm completely with you, Scott. I I, I think since the last since the last time. Um, you know, these teams played Cardinals law has have had some injuries. Um, of course, these guys have come back. Hopkins got injured. They lost JJ Watt. He was out for the season. Of course, the Rams added Von Miller. They added Beckham. Beckham seems to be gaining a little bit momentum, getting a little bit. Um, he's, he's been involved in the offense. Cooper cups, probably the best receiver in the league. You know, the Rams can't really run the ball either. Um, I, I I'd like to see them have some sort of running game to be balanced, but I just feel like this is a game that favors the Rams. Uh, there's a revenge factor from the first meeting. Um, I still don't know if Kyler's a hundred percent after he came back, came back from the injury. Um, this just feels, I, I like the team that feels more desperate, that needs it more. And, and, and that's the Rams on this. Um, so I love, I love getting the two points. Um, I would just, if you like the Rams here, I just take them to win. I would take the money line at uh, plus plus one fifteen. Uh, in this game so yeah. i'm with you yeah so i think we i think we opposed on two games the cowboys washington and raiders chiefs i think all the other four games we we saw eye to eye i'm gonna add um i'm gonna add this in scott i talked about it earlier um i really like washington i think they can win that game washington on the money line plus 170 you combine it with the rams at plus 115 and for a bonus, uh, throw the Falcons in at plus 120 at the Carolina Panthers, who are a team that is just lost right now. They don't have a quarterback. I don't know if Cam Newton's playing. I don't know who's playing quarterback for that team. Um, that team's lost a lot of a lot of momentum from where they were early in the season. And the Falcons, they're, they're the classic Falcons team that will break your heart one week and then surprise you the next week. So, Money line uh, parlay of those three teams is at almost plus twelve hundred, so that is a money line parlay that I'm going to be taking a chance on this week. Anything else you like from the slate? Uh no, but I, I do want to say something to you because I know you're a, a huge fan, and and really, uh, football is a secondary sport to you to the to the wonderful uh, golf. And I did see Tiger Woods was playing some golf this week uh, with his with his boy. Did yes, you, did you see such thing? Of course, yes. <laughs> uh, it's you know, it, so I, I don't know if you pay attention. Last week at his the tournament that he hosts, the Hero World Challenge in the, in the Bahamas, he did a press conference. But all week they showed highlights of him hitting balls day after day, and I'm like, this guy's this guy's playing in the the it's it's the father son challenge. It's it's kind of a hit and giggle. It's not a real serious tournament, but he uh, played with it, played with this kid last year. It was really fun to watch him. And uh, so you kind of had the feeling it was going to go that way. He gets to ride a cart, you know, so it's, it's, it's a great spot to watch him. 
Um, I'm not going to go too in depth because my uh, myself and, and our friend Mark Benneke, we're going to be talking about it Monday night uh, about okay. Tiger. I apologize. Um, no, no, I'm glad you alluded to it. We're going to be going all in on Tiger, um, not necessarily this tournament, but you know, kind of what this year has been for him and what what his outlook is into 2022. And you know, some of his answers in the press conference were typical Tiger answers, but it kind of left me one wanting a little bit more from him, wanting some answers about the crash earlier in February that, you know, I, I knew we wouldn't get answers, but I thought we deserved more. So I want to go into that a little bit with Mark and we're going to go kind of do a deep dive on, uh, on Tiger and where he's at, but it's going to be great to see him play golf and just be out there again. I can't wait. It's now must watch TV for me. Uh, December golf, who would have figured? Well, I'll um, tell you the, the, the sport of golf is better with Tiger Woods in it. There's no doubt about it. No doubt. No doubt. And even if it's, you know, him playing five, six, seven tournaments a year, even him just around the game, it's, it's good for the game. Have these young guys get to, to be around him and, and pick up whatever they can from him would be uh, pretty invaluable going forward for them. Um, so Scott, I think that's all we got. Well, I'll tell you, it was a pleasure as always. Uh, I enjoy talking football. I enjoy talking sports. I enjoy uh, uh, our conversations and uh, we've known each other for a long time. And, and uh, uh, we have uh, some mutual friends. I, I know Mark very well and, and stuff like that. So uh, it's a pleasure as always, my friend. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And last thing you, you pretty much eliminated me, not officially, but unofficially from, from our fantasy football playoff race last week by taking me down. Um, I've think I've lost four or five. I was in first place like four weeks ago. Now I'm yeah. probably not going to make the playoffs. Things change quickly in, uh, in fantasy. So, um, I've, I've been bad for quite a while and I don't know how to write the ship. Well, I was doing great as well. Uh, and, and still <laughs> how long has my star running back been out and he's still got the fourth most points uh, of any running back in the league. Um, but I'm playing Johnny this week. Uh, and of course he gets, um, he gets, um, oh, good golly. New Orleans running back. Um, no, Camara, Camara yeah. back. He gets got Alvin Camara back. Um, uh, an incredible uh, timing on that. Oh, and you're referring to Henry being out. Yeah, that's that was a tough one, obviously for you. Uh, that's my first that's, round pick, you know. So, but yeah. uh, I've scrambled. I've won three in a row. I'm in fourth spot right now. So, uh, yeah, I've got high hopes. Yep. Get it. Yeah. Get it done. Uh, make the playoffs. See what happens. Uh, all right, Scott. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate being on again, and I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll talk again soon, whether it's about football or or something else. Sounds good. All right, everyone. Uh, your best bet on Facebook, Instagram. We'll have, uh, of course, our golf show next week. We'll do another NFL show, um, and and Tim and I. It, it's coming in two weeks. Um, our 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 personal all time top ten most hated athletes. I can't wait for that one. We're compiling the list as we speak. We're talking about it. It's going to be epic. Uh, it'll be a nice evergreen Christmas episode you can listen to while you're on a Christmas break with your family. So uh, thanks for listening. Once again, supporting the podcast. We will catch you next time.